Nutrition Heretic Facebook Live Q&A Alright folks, so uh, while Adrian sets herself up, uh, I'm going to open another uh, issue, no, sorry, not issue, another edition of our Facebook Live Q&A session. As always, today with you, your trusty co-host Nicola and with us Adrian Hugh, the nutrition heretic. And if I may say, you haven't seen this because we went live uh, maybe five, more, less than five minutes ago. And from the moment she uh, answered the call, it was like, you know, a, a revelation. It was a very bright light and she was smiling and there was so much positive energy around it. I'm not sure if that was just sun coming through the, um, through the closet or what, but it may be a foreshadowing of today's uh, mood. What do you think about that? Wow. <laughs> um, it's no, it's well. I did just jump out of the shower. I mm -hmm. got a good night's sleep. I hadn't slept in about five, six nights properly mm. because uh, Vog, the Vog has been taking over again, and it had me coughing all night for the last like five or six nights until mm. uh, I lost track. And so yeah, last night was the first time I slept more than five hours. Well, that explains it all. So definitely feeling better. Um, but it's it's interesting that you think that I, I seem happier because uh, there's a copycat of my book on Amazon that I know I told you about. Oh, I see where this is going. But uh, finally, after a month, I get a, a reply from Amazon because this guy is, is um, self-published, as am I. And they're like, oh, well, we don't really do anything about this. And I'm like, the guy's infringing on my copyright, and you're the copyright department. So um, they basically just gave me an email address, and then he sent me something saying, oh, it's all my own content. And it's like, no, it's not. You're pretending to be my book. You're, you're, you stole my title. You stole my, my – uh, he's calling his series Healthy Chicken Recipes, which is my subtitle. Which, as you know, as a rule, that can't be copyrighted. But he's clearly trying to steal the the you know traffic of my book, mm. uh, as opposed to you know like when somebody wrote Fifty Shades of Chicken, you know <laughs> nobody was confusing that with Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he's definitely trying to make people think that his. I mean, he's even saying this is the best book. This is the one that you want. You know, he's saying that kind of. <laughs> Um, which is like, you really do? So, yeah, cease and desist letter, uh, legal department getting involved now. Uh, it's, it's a crappy thing, but, you know, hopefully he will do what he needs to to, to not blur the line. I mean, you know, obviously we all try to, especially as self-publishers, we try to kind of get people interested in our work by likening it, likening it to someone else's work, but mm. not to steal that other person's traffic and steal that other person's sales. You know, and it's more almost... like, oh, if you like this, you'll like this too. Not, it, you, oh, you think you like that? This is better. You know, that's what he's doing. Yeah. Well, so, totally. Well, I definitely got an, uh, an idea from you just a while ago when you were talking 
So if you ever um, decide on to do a possibly a review book for bodybuilders, we can call it Fifty Shades of Way. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think so, but it would be a, a good title, though. I'm, I'm switching cups. Um, I, I got up, like I said, I, I actually slept last night, so I got up a little mm. bit late today. Yeah. And uh, So it was like the mad rush to get the kids settled, and now I'm having my breakfast in a series of, of cups. And, and can we know what's in it? Any carbohydrates, perhaps? Carbohydrates? Oh, oh no, I said the C word. <laughs> exactly, you said the C word. Dang. Yeah. Um, yeah, carbohydrates. I have got, uh, this is a shake. It's kefir, goat milk kefir that I made myself, and a banana, mm -hmm. and some sesame, black sesame seeds, mm -hmm. and some strawberry, and mm. a little honey. Cool. So, yes. Yes, there's carbohydrate in there, and it's not going to kill me. And you're not afraid. I'm not afraid. You're not of scared of it. Ooh. No, you know, see, this is a this is a big problem uh, in the U.S. is that we find out that something has been a pro, you know, a personal problem, and we try to turn it into everybody else's problem. Yeah. And we tell you know, it's, it's the, the we have an adage that says, uh, "Misery loves company." And this is exactly what happens, you know. If somebody finds out that they have problems with wheat, now everybody's got to stop mm. eating wheat. Um, you know, so by some estimates, up to up to thirty percent of the U.S. population now believes themselves to be gluten intolerant. Not necessarily true. Uh, I, there's, I mean, there's so many considerations. Let's just, you know, wheat as an example. First of all, modern wheat is very different from what was grown hundreds. Of mm. years, even a hundred years ago, um, in this country, and then on top of it, we've got the pesticides and all the other stuff piggybacking on it. We have the enrichment, which is you know these this like really, from what I understand, very toxic form of of um, of uh, uh, nutrients that they add back instead of you know basically when they realized that people started having nutrient deficient deficiencies from eating a lot of white bread. Instead of saying, hey, why don't we kind of either mix it with whole grain bread uh, or otherwise, you know, go back to old ways of preparing it with sourdough, for example. Mm. They were like, oh, no, let's, uh, let's keep it, you know, the same white bread, wonder bread kind of thing. And we will just add in these synthetic nutrients and we'll use mercury as a catalyst to hold those fake nutrients or bromine. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's just like there's all kinds of like crazy stuff uh, that our country allows into our food supply. And, you know, this is one of the reasons, you know, going back to what you said several weeks ago about me preferring uh, the way Europeans do things, people from here, you know, they go to Europe on vacation. They're like, oh, I'm all gluten intolerant. They go to Europe and they're like, you know what, screw it. I'm having pasta. I'm in Italy. Suddenly they don't have any problem mm. digesting when they go to Europe. Different flour. Uh, yeah, different flour, different uh, source of the flour. You know, the the everything is um, cultivated in a in a in a way that's much closer to the way your ancestors did over mm. there. Yeah. Or we use better chemicals. Or you those. use better chemicals. Actually, I think you just use less, and that's actually one of the laughable things. I 
always I always end up arguing with these like sixty year old guys who are all totally out of shape and you know like just just you know gone to hell and they're they're always telling me well you know in the U.S. we have more regulations than anyone I'm like yeah because we need it dumbass like you, we're the ones who need the regulation on this uh, on this kind of thing because our industry always comes out with the most outlandish way of dealing with within with these different issues so and 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 while we're on the topic of uh, gluten so i just read two days ago that another study just recently came out mm-hmm. and uh, they showed with this study that people who were uh backing off gluten so they weren't uh gluten intolerant they didn't have the celiac disease uh, right. They were purposely um, not taking in gluten, and that, by their research, uh, heightened the possibility of getting uh, a type two diabetes. Interesting. Yeah. Now, how, how did that? How did that increase the possibility of them getting? You gotta share this stuff with me when you find it. <laughs> yeah, I'm but like off it's... <laughs> doing all this and you know, I got kids and I'm doing whatever and I never see these these things that you stumble across well the the article was in Croatian so I would have oh. to, yeah I would first have to find the source in English to to, 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 to send you but I will right. after this episode well, you know, in a way in a way I can see that because what's happened and this is this is my biggest problem with the whole you know gluten-free movement is that people are just swapping it out for like other forms of carbs mmm you know, these replacement carbs. So they're still consuming a lot. And in some cases, they might even be consuming more because in the back of their head, there's this, you know, deprivation going on. So they're making up for it by consuming more rice and more quinoa and more of all these other grains Um, or, you know, whatever their source is. And, you know, I'm seeing uh, a lot of people who are, you know, damaging their guts because, or, or their thyroid. Uh, mm. There, I, I was actually just reading. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to quote who it was that I, I read <laughs> from. Just because I, I want to make sure that I, I don't want to put words in their mouth if I'm getting this incorrect. But I was reading some uh, something on. Um, it was one of the journals, one of the uh, industry journals, and it was. They were talking about how uh, when you consume something's dinging out there. Can't get like five minutes piece, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were basically saying that uh, to some extent, the you know after you get past the age of twenty, a small amount of carbs can help your body function properly. Yeah, mm. it's, it's it's the you know the you know when they talk about fast and slow oxidizers. Well, after age twenty one, you start to slow down a bit and uh, a certain amount of carbohydrate can help you. Now the problem is in this country is that we go overboard. We can't have just a little bit. We can't have just one potato chip. You know, we can't have just one sandwich. We have to have, Super if we do size. have one sandwich. Yeah, exa- exactly. The, the bread's got to be like twice as thick as everything else. And so, um, you know, I think that's really where the problem comes. Now, clearly diets like paleo diet, keto, you know, they work. Uh, but I personally don't think, particularly with um, with, with uh, keto, uh, that it's really a diet that people should adhere to so strictly. Uh, like I've said before, 
after, say, 18 to 24 months. Uh, you'll get to where you need it. If you start gaining weight immediately, then the diet did not address your underlying issues. All it did was, because one of the problems with traditionally the way keto is done is that they they really cut the, the calorie intake in half. That's your energy. And so, you know, you're not feeding your cells now. Mm. So what happens is you go back to eating normally, even if you just increase your calories, uh, and in the Julia Ross episode, we talked about this. Even if you just increase your calories slightly, you start packing on weight because your body thought you were in some kind of famine for such a long time. So now you you add you know 10 calories, and your body's like, ooh, calories! I'm going to store this because I've been starving for so long. Mm. Uh, and you know that's that's one of the things. So if you know the, theoretically something like a keto diet should help mo- most people to heal, but it also depends on how you do it. You know, are you getting your fermented foods? Are you getting um, enough vegetable? Because some people literally will just eat meat, you know, um, or they don't eat the fat. They're still afraid of, they might do a lot of protein, but they won't eat enough fat fat to To digest um, it all. Right, exactly, to make the enzymes, to digest it, um, uh, to heal the gut lining. Uh, People who eat more fat, tend to have a healthier gut lining, they have healthier brain function. Uh, and so, you know, that's that's one of the things that's missing for a lot of people uh, in, the, in the whole equation. Mm. And not to mention that digestion will definitely be much, much better and smoother if they uh, eat sufficient fat, because th- that is something I realized, um, I mean, not realized, I... Uh, so to say, discovered it on myself. Uh, I'm using the wrong words here, but this is what I'm trying to say. So when I first uh, drank uh, bone broth, uh, I made it with a lot of uh, meat. So it was meat in there as well, and it was uh, really greasy, greasy chicken. So there was uh, a fair share of chicken as well, uh, I mean uh, fat as well as... uh, the other uh, broth right. and right after I drank it I think 10 minutes maybe 5 or 10 minutes I went to the bathroom and it was like in that commercial for uh, Squatty Potty <laughs> with the unicorn you know with the with the ice right, cream exactly. right exactly like that S- it was a silky rainbow? smooth <laughs> yeah it was a rainbow <laughs> <laughs> they've got a new commercial by the way yeah. I post that <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's absolutely right. It's um, you know, you, and I always say to people like think about it because there's such a focus on fiber, mm. and I think that a little bit of fiber is good. But we've gotten you know, again, we go overboard, right? So now people are like fiber, 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 fiber. Personally, I think it's the fiber movement coupled with the low fat movement and the low protein movement that has caused so many people to have all these digestive disorders that we're mm. seeing now. Well, isn't that much because, fiber uh, actually damaging for the gut? Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. And I always say to people, well, it's like, you know, would you rather push it out with, like, you know, steel wool, or would you have it slide out? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's greased properly, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> to use the term. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yeah, you know, it just makes, it, it's, it's a big... 
difference in mindset, you know, and, and even just looking at it in the most rudimentary way, I would say that I would rather have it just glide out than having to like strain, because that's what happens when you eat a lot of fibers, you end up straining mm. a lot, because it's, it's indigestible. Why would we consume that much of an indigestible substance? Mm. Well, it's, it's, it says it all in its name, fiber, and when you stack fiber, what do you get? You, you get a brick yeah. <laughs> and try pushing that out. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, the the um, digestive enzyme and all these other people have made, you know, tons of money mm. on this theory. But I mean, not just the, I'm not, I don't mean to go after, you know, them because I think they're like, everybody's so much on that train of we've got to eat more fiber in this country that it's, it's not even up for debate for most people anymore. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I used to, I used to think that a lot of fiber was good as well, you know, back in the day. But the thing is, I was uh, eating it uh, along with fats. So I guess that kind of balanced things out a bit, Mm -hmm. Uh, at least helps. Well, I, I, I still do my own bread and I use uh, whole wheat, so it's, uh, we, s- we, we say here it's, uh, uh, can re- can't remember the name right now, but it's like uh, uh, integral, integral bread. Okay, so, so whole, 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 yeah. we call it whole wheat or whole, wheat. Or whole grain yeah. bread. Uh, in England they would call it whole meal bread. Mm. So it's actually a mixture of uh, different uh, types of flour. Right. And I must say it really, <coughs> sorry, it really um, helps the poop. Oh. It's really... It's helping hand. <laughs> yeah, it's a helping hand. So because there's something also that I noticed a couple of days in a row. Uh, I'm not sure if it's related to that, but I started because I recently got a big, big full crate of kiwis and I just love kiwi. And so I would eat like three a day. And Mm -hmm. since nobody else in the family touches it, at least not even try to eat it, I made, you know, at least 10 jars of marmalade and stored it. And what happened with the rest is that it kind of started rotting away slowly. And you can smell the ferment, the fermentation that has already started to develop, and yeah. <coughs> and so I took it took it up, you know, upon myself to eat as much as I can until it goes bad. So now I'm, <laughs> so now I'm doing uh, like these um, to say smoothies. You know, I just peel the kiwi and then it's. It's outrageous, like 10 kiwis, and then I uh, mash it, and then I drink it. And what I noticed the next morning, well, when you add all the layers, the the, the fiber from the bread, the kiwi amounts, and the fats, it's just like, you know, better than the, the darn unicorn. It's just like... I cannot describe it. It's just like you don't even feel it leaving the body. It's just like, oh, am I done? Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a discovery. I, I know I, I had to share it with you, but 
Thank you. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you're so candid. <laughs> this is something we, we love to talk about around here at Nutrition Heretic, sharing the sharing the positive experience. And you're sharing it with, what is it, a, a billion people? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Uh, 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 hey, hey, this stuff is going to go viral. <laughs> Especially with your little addition there. Hmm. Um, and I yeah. hope, and I hope for the right reason, because you know we all, we always do the wrong stuff. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it it can it it works very well in concert. Mm, seems so. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so you make traditional Yugoslav bread. Uh, more or less, yes. Um, okay, I want the recipe. I told you last week. I was like, that recipe, because that is like that brings back so many good memories. I just got some sour cherry jam, mm. and which I want to make, but I don't have cherries growing here. <laughs> uh, but that was like one of my favorite things. Well, uh, well I, I've got to disappoint you. So the way I do it's it. Not, it's not with sourdough, uh, no. No, I I use plain old boring yeast. And oh, yeah. Right, this. Yeah, go find somebody. Use your <laughs> grandma or somebody. Come on, come on. <coughs> I'll give you a bonus. Oh well, that would be fine. But since I don't talk with my grandma, that would be a bit, you know, hard to do. Long she story. It's no, no, no. She she's alive, but it's a very long story. You know. Um, Unresolved family relationships and so on, you know, it's a tragedy. Your lifestyle. Yeah. Like nah, we have um, a long history of um, hmm. Mis uh, okay. misunderstandings in family. You know where I'm going with this. It's it's yes. a to total well, different topic. What I, what I find interesting is this cannot be articulated, uh. but you can talk about. Your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, we're not going to go there. We're, we're not going to go anal. Family stuff. Yeah. Let's get back to the poop discussion. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, this is the thing about carbs is that do we need as many carbs as most people eat in the U.S.? Probably not. Mm. Um, eliminating them completely is extremely helpful for a lot of people. Mm. Uh, but don't get stuck there. It's kind of what I always say, right? Just don't get stuck in one mode where you can't introduce another food. Again, if it's if you have, let's say you've been doing a particular diet that avoid whatever low carb diet uh, for a really long time, you know, two years, and suddenly you start gaining weight without without changing anything, or you start having a resurgence of whatever your previous health problems are. Excuse me. Or see, this is what happens when I eat on camera. <laughs> well, at <laughs> least I, I, in your too, yeah, in your defense, at least you you don't have two kids, you know, coming into the room and their mother chasing after them, you know, live on BBC. Yes, yes. <laughs> my, my husband just sent me that link last night. <laughs> I love the fact that the baby comes in in the walker. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen to me once, you know. It was just a Skype interview, but still, BBC. yeah, no, I wasn't on BBC. It was just for um, an employer, but you know, the principle is the same. You try to right. concentrate and then they're, they're there and okay, what do I do now? Okay. So stop, stop, go away, go away. Exactly. 
Exactly. Oh, I've had to do that. I actually <coughs> had to do that with adults. I had mm. my husband working here, and then I had um, someone cleaning, and I told both of them, I'm like, look, I'm going into an interview. You guys keep quiet. Don't come anywhere near me until I come out. If I do not open that door, do not come out. <laughs> both of them on separate occasions throughout the, the one hour I was in there came knocking at the door and wouldn't leave when I told when I didn't answer the door <laughs> until the point that I had to finally answer the door. And I'm like, why why are you guys such morons? Are you serious? Like that that pissed me off because I'm like, you people are old enough to know but they're like, Well, we heard you talking and I'm like, How else did you think I was in conducting this interview? Seriously? <laughs> No, I just like to lock myself up in the closet and talk to myself. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. there is something uh, rather interesting that I noticed. Um, you know who's uh, linked a lot to carbohydrate, um, let's say, disgust or fear of carbohydrates? The gay population. Mostly the male really? gay, yeah. So there are uh, two oh, types of them, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> one that doesn't give a peep about it, and the other one that's so you know it's the main evil, like oh carbs, oh god, oh no, I I don't want to eat that. Well, so, you gotta keep your girlish figure. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I know they do this in the. Somebody waving at me now from the door. Go away. Go away. I'll be with you in a minute. Yeah, go eat your carbs. Yeah, go eat some carbs. <laughs> <laughs> and I notice this is also very common in uh, the fashion industry. So if you ever looked at those models, God help their souls. Yeah, I don't think see. they do much, not of any food in particular, but they do really seem to cut on those carbs a lot. Well, they, they don't eat anything. That's yeah. the problem. Like they, aside, just, aside from cocaine. There was one of them who was, uh, I think the most I ever heard a model say she ate was like broccoli and chicken. Mm. She's like, yeah, just broccoli and chicken. Okay. <gasps> oh, fatty, fatty McFat pans go back to the gym. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's just, it's terrible. Um, but uh, my friend... Uh, Laura, uh, she's she actually wrote the keto hybrid uh, book, and um, she shared a video this week, which I meant to share and I forgot to, uh, which was uh, from the 1950s, and it was a doctor basically saying, you know, don't eat so much bread. You want to know why you're getting fat? Don't eat so much bread. Uh, you know, eat your fats and proteins. It's like that's what humans evolved on, and you know we talked about that as well. That humans have evolved uh, mostly on on fats and meats, mm. and the fat on meats. Yeah, and the meat and, on the fat. Right. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> uh, which is simple. the case. Well, this is the case when you eat bacon, right? Bacon is is fat with a little meat thrown in. Uh, that's why we love it so much. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was the it was just like this this ridiculous amount of breads that were being pushed, and they're still being pushed in in many circles. And yeah, I think we do need. Uh, I think it does serve a purpose, uh, and we just have to get back to a place where we can have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Mm. And I think it's very important to kind of structure. I, I actually believe that there are op 
optimal times of day for eating carbohydrate as well. Yeah, yeah. As, uh, especially for people that do sports. For example, um, if you're a, a cyclist and you have, let's say you prepare for a big race tomorrow and it should be uh, an right. endurance run, uh, you will eat uh, a lot of carbohydrates uh, the night before. So your body will be able to uh, use that energy the day after, you know, during the run. So I'm, right. I'm not exactly sure how that functions, but I know that uh, a lot of people really do that. And I used it as well because I went on a, uh, on a, big, uh, on a big bicycle trip you know, when I was younger and I did exactly the same. So I, I ate a lot of carbohydrates the night before and the next day it was like six and a half almost hours of nonstop cycling. Wow. And it was, you know, a breeze. And a year after I tried the same thing. Also, I'm, I mean, I have to say that I was... Uh, a bit out of shape by then because of life and so on, but I did. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. And uh, the steps that I did did different. Uh, aside from that, was that I didn't have a lot of carbohydrates the night before and during the run. So th that is something that I wanted to ask you as well. Uh, so carbohydrates as a source of energy. Right. Well, I think this goes back to the whole slow oxidizer versus fast oxidizer. I mean, there's, mm. I mean, I could, I, there, there's so many different things that we need to know about carbohydrates. Um, you know, one thing is how well you chew, because right? the digestion of carbohydrates starts in your mouth. Mm -hmm. So you've got to really chew them well. And a lot of, for a lot of people, if I just walk them through chewing, their digestion improves dramatically. Suddenly they can consume carbs because they're actually stopping to chew. And, and you know, you have to find out what it is that helps you to chew, you know, to mm. slow down when you're chewing those carbs. Mm. Like for me, and I think this is true for a lot of people, if excuse me, if I limit the amount of carbs that I'm having, like in a sitting, for example, I really sit there and I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So like if I have like a big bowl of pasta, I'm more apt to kind of shovel it in. Mm -hmm. But if I have just like a really small one, I just sit there and I savor it. And I tend to chew it, much, especially if I don't have it with other stuff. And that's another theory on, on carbohydrate, particularly with wheat is to eat it separately from other foods. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could have like pasta, maybe with just like a little butter and garlic on it, uh, and or oil and garlic, and, you know, just chew that slowly and have that as whether it's, you know, your snack or your breakfast, whatever. But um, if you were to eat that with, say, a protein, somehow that's uh you know that slows down the the digestion of everything mm -hmm. well, is it because the protein gets uh uh not degraded i mean uh broken down and used uh by the body first and well, then yeah 
Probably because theoretically, of that. yes. Uh. Theoretically, yes. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But it does seem to work for a lot of people, you know. Mm. And that's one of the things that I also noticed when I lived in Europe, and I actually saw this in Asia as well, which is that for the most part, I mean, yeah, it's not that you don't don't have sandwiches or pasta with meat sauce on it or something like that, but very often people will eat their proteins and their vegetables at a meal mm. and use the carbs as kind of the last kind of like the, the finishing touch on yeah. the meal so to make so, it full right exactly so you don't eat like when you when you eat your meal and you have your bread on the table you're not eating the bread like in, in the u.s we would be more tempted to eat the bread at the same time mm. as we're eating you know our meat uh in europe what i saw a lot is people, you know, like in France, for example, we would put the, you know, slice or break off our bread and put it, you know, by the side of our plate, and we'd eat everything on the plate or in the bowl, and then at the end we'd take that bread and we'd wipe the bowl clean, mm. you know, just um, sop up all the gravies and get all that stuff, and so you know your plate pretty much goes back to the, goes back to the sink, essentially clean. Clean, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, if you didn't smoke a cigarette on it later. <laughs> so, um, you know, and that's, and that's very common. And what I also find is when people eat like that, they eat a lot less carbs. Yeah, yeah, uh, because I, you're already full, so that's just the finishing touch. Well, yeah, and it's kind of uh, we also talked about this before as well, like how the sweet flavor or you know the sugars, dessert basically will turn off your body's need to continue eating mm. after you've. Had you know, reasonable amount of food, like you say you're 70% full and you have something like you say the bread or the potato or even a dessert, at the end your brain just shuts off and it's like, okay, I'm good, you know, mm. and you come out to this place where you're not totally stuffed and it's just enough to keep you, you know, to keep you satisfied until the next meal so you're not snacking all the time. Mm. Is that how you, you still eat? No, that wasn't there. no, I'm, I'm, I'm more. I remember know. having like mashed potatoes in the bowl, yeah, and then putting whatever you know, meat and vegetables on top, and we'd eat that. Mm. Yeah, we'd yeah. Eat mashed potatoes at the end. I mean, you could eat it during as well, but yeah, we did during. We eat. I, I, I think I think it was it was less of I gotta get a spoon, you know, like a, a like a third of each <laughs> thing on the same fork. Mm. Uh, I think there was there was less of that when I was living there. Yeah, basically, we tend to get uh, a bit of everything on the plate, so uh, you know everything is represented: the meat, the the vegetables, uh, bread, or any other carbohydrate for that matter. And you know, just have a bit of everything, so all food groups are uh, represented. Okay. When we eat like that, because, you know, when you eat pasta, you have pasta and you have a sauce. Maybe mm -hmm. it's meat, maybe it's tuna or something else. So you don't have much of uh, fat, for example, if you're not making a good, good, nice thick gravy. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. But in, in my defense, uh, I eat like a pig. 
I know. We, yeah. We've discussed this. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I, I have to stress it out. I really eat like a pig, you know. The whole chewing part, I totally agree on that. But, you know, my brain is... Yeah, it's kind of... I'm not sure why, but because I really like to eat a lot, like really a lot, and I that that is why that is one of the reasons why I cook so much because I really like to cook because I like to eat. And Same here. Yeah, and uh, just between the two of us, my wife doesn't cook really that good. Yeah, so, just between the two of us. Yeah, and yeah. yeah she, she's not in the room currently, so. <laughs> Uh, how, how good is her English? Uh, so so. Well, she she doesn't understand. Will, will, will she know that you're talking about her? <laughs> well, well, she actually just arrived in the room. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has a knack for such things. The <laughs> devil. All right. <clears throat> so, bottom line, I I cook like a saint and eat like a pig. That would be interesting, you know, to see something something new and refreshing, you know, because Yeah, I, I well obviously I love to cook. I made I made mm. two huge vats of sauerkraut last night. Mm. Um, so yeah. My my secret is I put a little bit of apple in it. <gasps> oh my I put a little apple and a little onion. Okay. Divine. With apple. And yeah, just a little bit of sour apple, mm -hmm. and it takes it actually takes a little of that sourness down, you know, because it, it pulls out the sweetness mm. more of the of the cabbage, and so yeah, it makes a really good. It's I wouldn't say it's a mild sauerkraut. It's just a more interesting sauerkraut. Mm. Yeah, I like so, the I like the sour. It's very it's very hard for me to buy sauerkraut and really enjoy it. Mm. And and a lot of people have told me that they like my sauerkraut better than most others. Wow. It's it's just it's it's I mean it is sour. It's not like it's any shortness of, of sour. It just has there's something a, a little bit more interesting, a little um, a little milder about it. Oh, Less if you get into the music business, one of the first things that you can do you have a guaranteed hit. So you can say my sauerkraut is better than yours. Oh. Yeah, it was that I think it was Kelly's or a milkshake. My milkshake is better than yours, or something like oh. that. Oh, yeah. okay. so you can just replace <laughs> it with sauerkraut. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. So um, we should probably uh, head out now. Yes, I was just um, about to say that. Yeah, we could probably go on, but nobody really has any questions about this at least uh, i'm not seeing anything move over yeah. here uh but I, i'm yeah, pretty much sure that nobody um is even watching this no there's people coming in and out <laughs> we've had, we've had yeah. oh we've got two people two oh, additional oh sorry i take that back i take that See, back. this is what happens is we we always we go past half an hour and then people start showing up and asking questions so uh, maybe from now on half an hour later yeah, we just we pretend like we're here and then we just wait till people show up. Yeah. So, uh, um, we so, a mystery location for now sort oh. of. I can't remember if I actually said it on there before I decided to turn it into a big mystery. But I'm going to be recording 
food show of some sort. I don't know if it's actually going to be a cooking show, though, like where I'm going to actually cook. Uh, that may come later, but mm-hmm. it's going to at the very least be a travel show with an emphasis on traditional cooking. So I'm hoping to get some some nice grandmas uh, who still have their traditions and can share with us some of their wisdom of the stuff that they've been doing. Hopefully, they haven't been you know they haven't had all the food fads hit them too much. Hmm. So that well, they try to. Because I found that with some older people, like they'll recreate what they ate. They'll say, like, "Oh yeah, we never ate so much, you know, meat or so much fat or so much whatever," and that's what you know keeps us healthy. And then you ask them what they eat, and they're like, "It's just like all meat and fat." Mm. Like really? Because that's not what you said. Um, so hopefully, I'll I'll be able to get some of those interesting people. Maybe you could pitch it to a television network. You know as a travel slash culinary show well that's there's a lot of them and actually I just discovered a, a really cool one on it was on Netflix no it was on Hulu uh, this week uh, called the Supersizers Go and it's these it's a British couple that lives like they it like they were in different eras of British history <clears throat> So the first episode is living through World War II and eating the rations that were available at the time. And they have, like, you know, historical cooks and stuff who help them out with that uh, just to see how the different different people in society had to live. So they were eating, like, powdered eggs, and they had some American GIs come over and bring uh, nylons for the wife. <laughs> so, like, you know, just whatever... Uh, Sorry, I, I see something popping up. It's not has nothing to do with our page. It's just about the mumps. Mm. Oh, so apparently there's mumps outbreaks being reported, but it's only amongst vaccinated children. That's usually the way it is. Um, in any case, yeah. So I just thought it was a really it was a really interesting take on a food show, mm. and they and so then the next. <laughs> episode that I haven't finished watching is on the restoration which is you know 16 16th century and they're eating just kind of like awful pie it was like a like a big drum with a crust and then inside it was like chicken heads and uh, you know gizzards and just whatever pe- random pieces of meat they could fit in there with a couple of spices and it looked quite disgusting. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they were they were forced to eat it all. So we we won't be doing that. So no no Adrian Grills. No. Oh, no. Okay. Um, but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It'll do you know visit some markets. We'll see what's going on. Do all mm. that jazz. Oh, can't wait to see that. Yeah, I, I hope it, I hope it works out because I'm talking about it, so I got to do it now. Jeez. Yeah. Even if it sucks. Yeah, we can still pull off this video. You know, you take right. it down and pretend like nothing has happened, and you okay. haven't. Yeah, and you haven't definitely not put a post about asking about you know what's your favorite cooking show and what should I incorporate that didn't happen. No. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, th- that didn't happen. We'll just stick with it. 
Right, folks, so um, we are nearing the end, or should I say we are at the end of uh, this week's Q&A session. So uh, in light of this month, so March is the, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the um, month of nutrition. Yeah, it's National Nutrition Month. Yes, yes, national. I wasn't sure about that national stuff, so I didn't yeah, want to. They're, they're calling it National Nutrition Month. I'm never up to date on these kinds of mm. things. We all know what they, the people who decide. I don't even know who does decide that it's National Nutrition Month. Ah, whoever. You know, it's not like it's not like African American history, which you know, why why do African Americans get only 28 day month and they got to share it with women? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like come on. Women, African Americans, all deserve uh, their own mind. their own day. But because you know they probably got the same uh, treatment, so they got lumped together. You know, people can't I know, right? people can't um, uh, disguise one from the other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, they can't, they can't uh, distinguish one from the distinguish other. Distinguish, bro. That's the word I was looking for. And if you're an African American woman, there's a big problem there. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Because now you got to go to everybody's events. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to to be a uh, okay, I'm I'm just gonna you know, quit now while I'm still only ahead have of the game. Twenty days to do it in. Yeah. So we uh, we dealt with protein now with carbs, and we still have yes, and the fats, and we still have calories and water for the next two weeks. Yeah, calories and water. Mm. We'll talk about that. Yep. We'll get on. And so, yeah, so people, get your questions in. Next week is calories, right? Mm-hmm. So and get your questions in about calories, folks. Yeah, maybe we can maybe we can do like a, um, like a giveaway. So the best question earns uh, $5, a copy yeah. of a book, a free book, yeah, you know, something like that. Maybe, um, maybe you get the right to... I don't know. I'll figure out something. Yeah. Maybe you get a sneak peek of something. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to come up with some some good things. I'm just I'm so strong for time. <laughs> yeah, we're all okay. I think it's I think it's time to wave yeah, at the camera. This dead horse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just okay. beating it, beating, beating it. So people, uh, thanks for listening, thanks for watching, thanks for tuning in, and thanks for... Uh, how do you say uh, when you... Eh, spend, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, thanks for spending your internet bandwidth on uh, the our, our two likenesses, our two personas. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here or not. Yeah, or not. Well, They'll be they'll be here eventually. Yeah, we we'll um, still love you. They'll, they'll see. Well, they'll see the replay. People yeah. are busy. Right. I just have to keep that in mind. People are busy. Yeah, and so are we. So we're signing off. Okay. Until next week. Adios. Adios. Ciao. <laughs>